Hey everybody and welcome to the 20th episode of DCI. I'm your host, Jonathan Miley. In this episode, Brian and I got to talk with Marcus Kruger of Goo Technologies. They're a company that's currently working on a graphics engine uh, for use with web browsers. That way you can run full you know, 3D video games in your web browser uh, and it'll be utilizing your PC's hardware. So it's, it's pretty awesome stuff. Uh, they also worked with NASA. Uh, so they are, they're legit, if anyone could be considered legit. In addition to that, they're also launching a Goo Create campaign, uh, which is a, a new uh, program that you can sign up so that you can be a part of creating video games with the Goo Engine. Uh, so it's really, really interesting talk. Um, you can find links to all that stuff um, in the show notes to this page. If you want to find out more about Darkstation, head on over to darkstation.com. If you want to follow us on Twitter, we are darkstation underscore com. If you want to subscribe to us, we are on iTunes. We are the Darkcast. While you're there, give us a review. Let us know what you think of the show. And finally, if you want to send us an email, do that at podcast at darkstation.com. want to say just a quick thanks to Marcus for being such a great guest. We hope you enjoy this episode. Now on with the show. Thank you for being here. How are you doing today? No, it's fantastic. The weather just got a lot better in San Francisco, going from a lot of overcast cloud to uh, sunshine. So could it be better? Oh, awesome! Uh, it's pretty stable there in San Francisco. Like no, you guys it's don't get a not, lot of extreme stuff. Absolutely not. It's never stable <laughs> really? in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean it's uh, it's just a coastal city. It's you, you you can never predict the weather, unless you go down mid peninsula. Then it's sort of always warm and sunny when you go to Palo Alto. Hmm. So San Francisco, that's like the the demarcation zone. The weather weather sucks there. Very nah, very just very vol- volatile, I would say. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've I've come <laughs> to the understanding that pretty much everyone in the world has a saying of you know if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple of days, and everyone thinks that that saying is local to wherever they live. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just noticed that I travel a lot right now, and then I just come to the conclusion that there seems to be weather wherever you go. So, I mean, uh, that that makes perfect sense. Indeed. Um, so, yeah. is, is it sunny and, and warm there, or what's the, the temperature like? No, it's, right it's just, just uh, nor- I think it's just, nor- I'm on Celsius, you know, so I don't know if oh, this makes sure. any sense, but it's <laughs> around 10 or 13 or something like that. Okay. Uh, of course, I'm, I'm normally based in Stockholm, so uh, it's it's a lot warmer than Stockholm. But it's this sort of, I don't know, there's this moisty air in, in San Francisco this, uh, that makes that makes the sort of cold creep into your body. So uh, I, I'm wearing kind of kind of like the same clothes that I wear in Stockholm. Okay. <laughs> but it's nice. But it but it's nice to be it's nice to be in the U.S. and it's nice to be on the West Coast. It's so so always so vibrant here in San Francisco. So I love it. I, I just came from. I'm uh, visiting the HTML5 uh, de- developer conference in, in, in Moscone Center, and it was uh, it was wild, very very intense conference, and uh, and uh, we had I held this uh, I held a speech there, and uh, very appreciated them, and, and uh, very exciting. So it, it's been great. Awesome. Yeah, very good to hear. All right. Um, well, I guess we'll go ahead and start. You know, actually, with our 
interview questions. I uh, just stopped talking about the weather, but <laughs> um, if you could kind of tell us what you do at uh, Goo Technologies, um, what your title is, kind of what you do day to day with the uh, the Goo engine and whatnot. Yeah, absolutely. So, so my role, I, I'm one of one of one of the founders of the company. So my role is executive chairman. So I'm, I'm chairing the board and. And uh, but I'm I'm very operative in the company, so I I dedicate all, pretty much all of my time to Goo Technologies, uh, and uh, uh, that means sort of driving the company's. Uh, I, I drive most of the strate- strategy work. I drive most of the external communication, PR, marketing, a lot of partnership discussions, uh, uh, marketing, PR, uh, and obviously we. Uh, Together with uh, Ulla de Freitas, who's the CEO, mm-hmm. we do a lot, of course, of the sort of the the, the the product strategy together with our with our tech team and trying to trying to sort of map out how do we how do we create a platform and technology that that really serves the uh, the the, uh, the 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 uh, the customer audience that we're trying to trying to help here. It's uh, mm-hmm. my role. Okay. Um, so I, I gotta ask, where did uh, Goo? Technologies come from the, the name. How, how did you arrive at, at Goo? Uh, I, I I have to say I wasn't I wasn't part of that process, so I can only I can only speak for what I've been sort of the rest of the team has told me. Uh, it was uh, I think it was a a very creative discussion with the um, uh, with the uh, with the firm that we worked with uh, b- back then uh, a couple of years ago, one and a half years ago, something like that. And uh, they came came up with the idea that sort of the technology we're building is really something that can sort of change large portion of how sort of the digital digital experience are actually uh, distributed in, in in the world and how people consume digital uh, digital digital content and experiences. So they compared it with like there's this tale about gray gray goo, so little miniature robots taking over the world. And and sort of the, the, somehow they draw that parallel. I don't know exactly how they did that. Creative people are amazing. But, <laughs> yeah, just somehow they, they they associated that way, and then it became Goo, and then Goo Technologies, and then and and, and that just stuck with with the team, I think. And, uh, and nowadays, I I actually seldom get, get that question. People like just accepted the fact that yeah, we're developing on Goo, and 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 that's a great technology, and and uh, that that's it. Okay. Well, so, you know. great idea from a very evil starting point. No problem. <laughs> World domination. It's it's where they all come from. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess it's uh, exactly. I think I think what 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 distracts me when when I've been working this for some time now is that I mean the the, the web in itself. I mean we focus on web web technology and then both from a gaming and and sort of broader perspective of interactive graphics and the web is such a such a huge sort of huge space and, and a huge forum and arena so it can touch so many people if you do things right in this space and, and that's what I find really, really exciting awesome so you said that you guys are, are located in Stockholm exactly so uh, most of the team are in Stockholm we have a uh, few people out in the world we have a guy in Germany one guy we just hired a guy, onboarded a guy in, in Canada mm-hmm. I'm here in I commute, so I'm here in San Francisco, sort of monthly. Uh, That's a long uh, commute. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing. Uh, it's not something you do weekly. Uh, <laughs> one week a month or something is 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 uh, survivable, um, I guess. Uh, but it's, it's it's super important for us to be here. There's a lot of a lot of great developers here. 
a lot of great talent and a lot of sort of essential partners for us to um, to interact with. So that's uh, that's super important. And I love being here. It's such a such a great sort of spirit and, and atmosphere of actually making things happen. So uh, it's really really exciting. Very cool. Now now, how long have you guys actually been around? So so Goo is is a, uh, there's a bit of a longer answer to that. So Goo is a, a fairly new as a as a brand and as a legal company. I think it's we're just uh, sort of one and a half years uh, ago, we sort of started Legal Entity, Good Technologies, and founded the brand itself. But then the the technology evolution of, of what we have built our platform on has been more or less in the making for the past eight or seven years and in, in, in different shapes. So we come from a background where the the uh, sort of the, the, the tech team behind the whole technology platform have been working with Graphics Engine and AAA, AAA Gaming and... Uh, we've been doing work for product industry in, in 3D modeling, really sort of break, groundbreaking and advanced 3D modeling. We helped, we helped NASA uh, uh, enable the, uh, the the Mars Curiosity rover to to, to digitalize the uh, the Mars landscape in 3D. So there's really, there's, wow. Yeah, <laughs> that's uh, it's a funny, it's it's a it's it's a cool sort of part of our heritage or, or background. So. What 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 we've been doing for the past couple of years and is is uh, sort of following the emerging uh, uh, the emerging development of HTML5, uh, mm -hmm. sort of new standard for 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 the web, and in in particular a part of HTML5 which is called WebGL. So WebGL is a is a is a an API standard or a, a coding standard within JavaScript that allows you to get get access to GPU resources or hardware on the device. And that goes for phones, uh, uh, desktop computers, or laptops, or uh, tablets, or uh, uh, whatever device you're running a, a web page on, more or less. And we found out a couple of years ago that it was possible for us to, to, to migrate the, the tech platform that we've been working on for such a long time over to HTML5 and, and WebGL. And, and that meant that we have had a very, very powerful uh, uh, technology platform or, or graphics engine for uh, the next generation of graphics on the web. Mm -hmm. And that's when we uh, uh, realized that we should really go for, full throttle into this. And, and that's where we created Goo, and it became a company, and we we sort of wrapped that into what is what today is Goo Technologies. Wow, that, my my brain's just kind of trying to soak all that in because that's I'm I'm still stuck at NASA. Sorry. Uh. <laughs> but, yeah, no, but it's it's an exciting uh, it, it was an exciting project. Our, our CTO worked personally on that, and, mm -hmm. and that was about sort of the the Mars Curiosity rover has a, a set of sensors attached to it, so it it picks up signals from 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 wherever it goes, and mm -hmm. and our technology then more or less helps translate that. Those signals in real time. That that was and 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 everything. Most of the stuff that the NASA builds uh, are based on on Java on Java. So uh, our our graphics engine then sort of used those sensory signals and and converted that in real time to a 3D model of the Mars landscape. And that model is then used by all the scientists and and um, and researchers involved in the project to navigate the Mars uh, the Mars rover and also to get a sort of a a 3D model that uh, of the Mars of the Mars landscape to use use in further research and navigation and and, and so forth. Uh, so yeah. So how did you guys go from creating the Mars landscape 
to bringing left like uh, we I watched some videos right before this, <laughs> and yeah. I noticed that, that that you managed to pull Left for Dead or at least the maps into HTML5. Yeah, uh, we- that's that's a leap. Mars to zombies. <laughs> what? To tell me about that. Yeah, not not just the maps. We actually pulled most of the most of the graphics assets from 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 the game and, and brought that. To oh the yeah, map, yeah. Uh, By maps, I mean like you know, flying through there, watching the you know the, the lights go, the cars you know, burst into yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. The graphics asset that you find. In yes. The game. Not the zombies this time, but that's absolutely doable too. Um, so you you could say that. I mean, essentially. Uh, a graphics engine, a 3D engine, and a game engine—they are more or less sort of same. I mean, f- different flavors of the same thing. Uh, uh, technology to allow you to render really advanced graphics, and and make that make make that accessible to, I mean, developers that that, that don't necessarily have the deep, the sort of the deep down expertise to actually do that low-level coding. So, w- if you look at if you look at um, uh, if you look at the web and how that has developed, uh, the uh, the arrival of, of WebGL technology in HTML5, I, I, w- I would say that that is probably the the biggest leap in, in web technology or the history of the browser that we have ever seen, because it's it's such a fundamental leap in, in technology. Because what it what since you get access to hardware in the browser, you you have the potential to do so much more sophisticated applications in the browser on a, or on HTML5. You're no longer stuck with what the with just what the web can offer you. You can now actually go after what's in somebody's computer. Exactly. You reach the GPU. So you have if you have a, an advanced graphics chip on your on your on your device, you tap into that hardware resources, and that brings uh, sort of browser-based applications or web apps so much closer to native apps in in, in, in potential performance. Uh, and that that is why you can, that is why we were able to to do sort of left left for dead those kinds of graphics that you find in the game, in in the browser. Now, the the challenge has even though WebGL has been around for some time uh, and and is definitely uh, a, a, an an emerging technology that is rapidly becoming a standard on most of the devices that you find find out there. The the a, bi- a big piece of the problem has been that using WebGL has been very difficult to to sort of normal developers. It's it's like you won't see a, a you will seldom see a, a game in a native game on, on in built in C or something that is that someone has built from scratch. You always try to leverage existing technology like the Unreal Engine or Unity or something else. Uh, everything else is just inefficient uh, because it doesn't make sense to build everything from scratch. But where, when you look at the web. There hasn't been such a technology that you can leverage. Everything has needed to be built from scratch, and then you have some hobby projects or open source projects or community projects like 3.js or a bunch of other sort of uh, sort of experimental products or technologies or engines for for this new WebGL standard. So what we what we have done here is is built a proper architected high performance optimized graphics engine for this new webgl html5 standard so I, I i personally think that it is it is a pretty big deal because what it means that it is for, for the first time in history sort of accessible to the to the normal web developer to do really really advanced graphics in the browser and that in my perspective really opens up the door for uh, kind of like a, a it, it, it's I think it's really 
disruptive in terms of how you distribute digital experiences because you're no longer stuck in the sort of uh, the uh, the compromise between oh should I go for native and 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 optimize that for each of the each of the sort of the platforms or devices that I will would, would want to reach then now, now a developer can build a lot of the stuff on HTML5 and then distribute that pretty much on most of the devices out there and also reach so many uh, distribution channels on the web that it that it's I mean the distribution reach is uncomparable to anything we've we've ever seen. I mean just take if you if you if you just I mean a normal developer would probably today think that oh, I'm going to make a mobile game and, and then I, I I would put that in Apple's App Store. So that's great, but then you have to sort of squeeze in there and, and try to compete with 900,000 other apps, and that's a real big problem. And 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 but 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 if you distribute on the web, you have have fundamentally different opportunities for surfacing and marketing and driving traffic and reaching your target audience. They would never find found your product or game uh, if you would sort of just be in the app store. And I think that fundamentally changes. Uh, uh, the opportunities for for uh, for for developers. So, would it be fair to say that with Goo, you guys are kind of aiming to be um, to be that unity, to be that Unreal Engine of the internet, as far uh, as the, the like the graphics pushing of that gaming goes, or are you guys looking just to make more 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 of a mark on the game side itself? Well, uh, you, I, I think that's a fair comparison, but but I wouldn't like to say that we're we, we don't want to. Sort of, we don't want to say that we're com- competing with Unity or Unreal because those are really great products. I mean, you oh yeah, no, no, absolutely, yeah. So, so I would more say that I would I would more say that what we're trying to do here is give all the all the users out there that are normally used to sort of deploying on the web that that, that they potentially use Flash, for instance, or just handwritten code. To, to, to do something on the web, and, and if you're using Flash, you're probably trying to figure out how to how to get away from that since Flash is about to become extinct. Extinct. Um, so we we're giving them a very 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 powerful option. You're looking to, you're looking to upgrade their toolbox. Yes, correct. I think the applications of the technology is is also sort of stretching uh, beyond games in a way. Uh, so we're trying to provide a platform for. Both games and interactive graphics, and mm-hmm. that and that probably means that I, I think we will see. I think we will see a new generation of, for instance, interactive advertising emerging with this kind of technology, where you can sort of engage the user in a fundamentally different way. You can blend, for instance, gaming and advertising in fundamentally new ways that we haven't seen before. You can you can you can do very interesting applications in e-commerce. You can change the way you experience places on the web. It fundamentally changes what a website is because it's no longer... When you think of a website, you probably think a menu and an image and a text field that's like very flat, sort of very static. Mm-hmm. But technology fundamentally changes that. So a web page can be any type of virtual experiences. So one of the examples is that a couple of months ago, CasinoFloor.com went live. And that was, that was actually the first... Uh, uh, real commercial website experience that has ever been launched on WebGL and HTML5, mm-hmm. and, and and we helped build build that. So um, it was it was a uh, a very bold thing to do for the operator, I would say. But 
but the results so far are ex extremely, extremely promising. And, and unfortunately, officially, I, I can't give you the numbers, but I can tell you that that experience compared to other similar uh, uh, iGaming I offering that, that don't have that sort of step into the browser and get into a virtual world experience, the conversion rates when it comes to getting customers on board and so forth are just amazing. I'm I'm so I'm I'm overwhelmed by how well they have performed. So there's something there that people find exciting about being able to step into a, a world directed from the browser without having to download or install any plugin. It's just mm -hmm. there. Step into it. Of course, there's a short. Uh, I mean, there's a certain amount of just loading time because you have to have a certain amount of the graphics assets download it to the browser but then it's there you don't have to download you don't have to install you don't have to be afraid about uh, afraid um, that you get sort of I don't know some 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 sort of virus or something like that so that seems to be sort of um, uh, attractive to people so when you like I want to go back to a second to the point you made about um, kind of what everybody thinks a website is that when they go to a website it's it's more kind of static and it is what's there and you kind of go to it and and you go to what you need and then you kind of leave it um what do you think is it going to take more experiences like the uh like the one you were just talking about um to kind of get people away from that mindset and and become more uh accepting of what you of what goo is able to offer yeah i think it's i think that goes for any type of Sort of new technology or new ways of, of exploring digital experiences. You need to you need to show people hands-on the possibilities and the experiences you can make. It's you can't expect people to just sort of be that sort of creative fountain of, of inspiration to, to come up with what to do with the with, with the technology. So what we're doing is we're working with some of the leading companies within each of the field, like advertising and, and gaming and so forth, and, and crafting uh, showcases and examples of what you can do. So we've been working with uh, a couple of the leading game manufacturers and making uh, examples of uh, 3D gaming and so forth that, 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 that is, in my opinion, has really sort of changed the, uh, uh, changed the perception of, uh, uh, of, of what HTML5 can offer in terms of gaming. And we worked with EA uh, about a year ago, and that, that was an extremely, extremely powerful uh, uh, gaming uh, examples to, that that uh, that changes a lot of people's mind about HTML5. We're working with one of the leading advertisers in, in in Scandinavia and so forth. So you need to show you need to show to the world what is what is possible and 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 uh, try to sort of take it from there. It, do you ever find that like daunting? The the, the kind of having to to, to... <laughs> to prove what you got, you know, that like you being inside of it all, you know what you guys can offer and you know what you guys can put forth. Um, does the, the, this need to kind of prove your market almost, is that, is that ever like daunting at all? Is that, is that ever too challenging? I, 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 uh, I, I, I love that question. Uh, I've never, ha I've never gotten that question before. Uh, <laughs> It's both ways, right? I mean, it's always something when you want to prove to the world so something that you deeply, deeply believe in. Uh, then, of course, it can be sometimes frustrating, uh, but also extremely sort of rewarding when 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 you accomplish accomplish something. I mean, there are so many things where we have been sort of first in the world to accomplish something. We've 
we've done sort of probably the first sort of advanced 3D gaming applications on HTML5. We did the most advanced mobile gaming graphics on on HTML5. We did the first commercial virtual experiences with it, which was CasinoFloor.com that live. We, we, we've done a lot. We, we're about to start the project. We're doing the most photo photorealistic uh, HTML5 gaming experience ever made. Uh, you, you graphically mapped Mars. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. We just sort of took a big cable and, and, and hacked into NASA and just sucked out all That's the That's it. You just, you could you walk outside, you know, find your bearings, point to the red planet and said, we did that. <laughs> Uh, I can't disclose any details of that, but it, it's, it's one of the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's, it's a gaming experience uh, that the people's mind on native, on native. It's really, really beautiful, and uh, we're, we're about we're we're about to kick off a project where we're shifting that to the to the web. And since 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 what you can do on WebGL, it, it more or less you you get you get all the uh, you get all the access. To the GPU uh, that you have in the native mm -hmm. game, so a lot of sort of polygon compu computation and a lot of graphics intensity in the game, you you can do that in in the browser too. Now you just have to sort of be careful about how much um, uh, how much CPU uh, uh, int int intens intensity you put in in the gaming experience so but we're, we're getting pretty good at optimizing that and the, the engine takes care of a lot a lot of that sort of heavy heavy lifting and, and and that's what i talked about before it's it's really about sort of it doesn't really matter if the technology is there it's about uh accessibility and and, and enabling people to take advantage of that so mm -hmm. what we started off building was porting the whole technology into a a, a javascript engine more or less for html5 that developers can use but that is not that is definitely on the end point of it. So what I'm really excited about now is that actually yesterday we started our launch tour for what we call Goo Create. And Goo Create is a, it is a browser-based uh, development platform where you can build really, really advanced graphics in the browser for the browser. So you don't, you literally, if you have access to graphic resources, which most artists have, you can literally build a gaming experience with very, very advanced graphics without writing a, a single line of code. So I think wow, that okay. so I think that that sort of you compared it to Unity and 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 Unreal for the, for the web. In, and in that aspect, that that product brings us closer to that comparison. Hmm. Uh, still, think it touches it, it reaches out to another audience uh, because I think most of the web developers out there and that's a and that's a huge group it's the biggest developer group on the face of the earth mm -hmm. so I don't think that 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 group of people would would necessarily go to I mean get a super expensive license of Unreal Engine or go purchase Unity or something like that I think they want to deploy on, on the web because that's, that's the space they love so we're trying to give them something that big target audience, the capabilities of building games and interactive graphics on the web uh, with a quality that the world has never seen before. That's, I don't, I don't know, that seems daunting to me. That's awesome. Um, but that, the, the potential of that, I mean, so if I'm understanding you correctly, you could basically make one game for OpenGL, or not OpenGL, uh, WebGL. 
Um, and you could play it on a desktop. You could play it on a tablet. You could play it on the, the browser and on a console, perhaps? Yes, that is actually extremely exciting, too. So if you look at what's in the pipeline from the... I, I know you guys are all about... I mean, you probably play a lot of console games. I've, I've read... I've yet read your review. So if you look at what's in the pipeline from, from the console manufacturers, at least the big three ones, mm -hmm. they are getting ready for HTML5, and they are all getting ready for what we call a WebGL-powered HTML5. So, and, that's, and that is pretty exciting, since the consoles have typically pretty sort of powerful hardware, and you mm -hmm. can get access to that hardware in the console's browser. I, I, I think that holds enormous potentiality. Uh, but what you have to be sort of, uh, uh, but you have to be aware of as a developer, of course, that you, you you can't expect the same. You can't develop the the exact same game for 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 a mobile phone as you can for consoles. So mm -hmm. you have to adapt both to screen size and what kind of horsepower you have in the device that you're releasing on. However, what what you can be, but what you can do is reuse the same code and then adapt sort of for screen size and controls. And you can reuse so much of what you've been building for, and then optimizing for each of the devices using more or less the same code base. But if you take, a, if you take, for instance, a game like, uh, uh, I don't know, a, a good example would perhaps be, I mean, like Angry Birds, for instance. Angry Birds uh, is 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 an extremely uh, uh, popular game, but it's not super advanced graphics either. So mm -hmm. with our with with our kind of technology, where you can get hardware access and and uh, uh, in 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 the browser, you can make a, at least a similar game and have that play uh, on the mobile phone or or on the tablet or on the desktop. Put it on Facebook. You can put it on whatever website you you want, but also reach consoles once they're ready. I I don't know the timelines exactly, but they will they will be ready. Not to mention. What's happening right now in the in the ecosystem is that even even TV sets and set-top boxes are becoming mm -hmm. ready for the web standard. So you can imagine that what we're looking at here is is probably not probably what we're looking at here is the largest installed base for interactive graphics and gaming on the planet in terms of devices, without any comparison. Mm -hmm. So if if you're a developer, you and you build stuff on WebGL Powered HTML5, not only do you reach the biggest sort of device install base on the planet, you also have the potential to put it on so many portals out there. You can go on Facebook, Google Chrome Store, Mozilla's forthcoming marketplace. Amazon is very, very active in that space. I just, uh, just met with Amazon Web Store people yesterday. So there's so much potential to get your games out there instead of, for instance, opting for putting your game in, 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 in Apple's App Store together with 900,000 other apps. So mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a totally different ballgame. So that's that's what I find exciting. So it might be daunting, but it's also extremely exciting in, in, in being part of that journey. Absolutely. Um, so when creating a game that would be, you know, adaptable to, um, you know, be played on the on a tablet or on a console or on a, a desktop computer, how... How does the game or the whatever the interactive experience is, how does it know what device it's on to adapt to that control scheme or screen size or, or whatnot? I, I guess you have to you have to design and, and do some sort of checks on 
I mean, so what, I get, what kind of so it'd, it'd be an internal thing where it looks for certain drivers or, or whatnot or certain hardware components and then it goes oh this is what i'm on yeah exactly sort of so, in layman so, terms <laughs> no, no you're right i mean there's uh there's definitely a limit today to to what kind of what kind of checks you can do on on exactly sort of the hardware spec of the device mm -hmm. it, it is something's coming but it's it's not it's 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 that's a that's a second. There's another part of HTML5 that is not so much implemented yet, but it's definitely in the pipeline. So it, it's becoming better as well. But you can you probably look at it as a responsive website. You you, you mean you, you you have the game adapting to different kinds of screen sizes and so forth. But I mean a very very I mean uh, you you can all you can also allow the user to 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 tell you what what he or she is on. Is it a mm -hmm. is, phone tablet or a desktop hmm. or a sure sure with the click of very first simple way to, to do it yeah i didn't think of that I, I guess that's why you're you know working for good technologies and i'm not uh, <laughs> um so how does you know with, with something like an interactive website i imagine there aren't that many assets you know to to kind of download and load and and have available to to interact with but with a a game especially one that might have a you know, large 3D world, does, would it just download kind of what you need to start and then continue to download as you need stuff? Or how, how does that kind of work to, you know, play a bigger game? I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. It's a very insightful question. Um, uh, you could say that what, what you're, what you're trying to, what you're trying to achieve with a web, with a web based game with these kinds of interactive graphics is still, even though it's a lot of graphics, you, you're trying to achieve this instant play kind of feeling that, mm -hmm. that when you get on the web uh, site or, or access to web, web apps, you want it to start instantly. So what, what you're trying to do here is design the experience so that you get an instant experience with, uh, with as little graphics as possible. So there are ways to do that. Um, and then when you, as more as the, the, the experience progresses, like the game or you go deeper into the world, or you access more of the landscape, you, you let the game either sort of download progressively in the background or you, you continuously uh, load stuff. But what's important here is that there is such a huge obstacle if you're going to, going to download the whole game. Mm -hmm. Whereas in comparison to just downloading a small graphics asset, you need to get started. So, I mean, typically, typical conversion rates are probably around for for for, for games are probably around between forty to 40, 45, 50 percent. That's what that's what you can expect to achieve depending on on what what, game, what kind of game it is and so. So, let's say I. I have a free-to-play game that I that I want to distribute through the web, and I do all my promotion on that, and, and you you get visitors and traffic on the game, and you have people that wants to play, and you say that okay, register here and download the game. Then that from from that registration to people who have actually downloaded and started the game, you lose 50% of them. To to be very very sort of simple, let's say you lose 50 50% of them. So mm -hmm. if you can sort of if you can do uh, uh, web-based experiences that takes care of that first initial user experiences, and uh, uh, and uh, uh, so you get entertained di directly, you get something to try it out. That's extremely valuable, right? If you're a game developer, mm -hmm. so I think I think I think that's that's a very very big 
opportunity for game developers not only to build full game productions on the web, but to but to do partial game development on the web. So you get an instant experience on the on the website. And we're working with some gaming companies to explore that on how they can take existing native games that have huge downloads and see if they can pull out a section of that and make that instantly available on the web so people can try it out. Because people are very... If it's several gigs of download, people are not very... Uh, if you don't give, if you don't get them actively involved right away, the, the 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 period of time in which they will stay involved, uh, you know, decreases significantly. So, so you want to, so you want what what you want with a, with a with a gaming customer, you want them to to come in and be instantly engaged. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Um, now, one of the things that I think, especially people who play a lot of console games or or PC games, they, there's kind of this stigma surrounding web-based games that they're not serious games um, or you know Facebook games as stuff like that that they're not you know quote unquote real games. Uh, have you experienced much of that stigma in any of the you know kind of developers and publishers that you've talked with any you know the people that you're trying to collaborate with to to get this content out there? Well. That's also a very good question. I think there are two sides to that. I mean, the first one would be that I think that it's changing. Uh, uh, I, I mean, you, you can have a you can have the sort of the very subjective opinion of of, of okay, wh- what is a game and not? It has to be really advanced and 3D and, and 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 all that to be a real game. I don't know, but I think I think the successes of Rovio with Angry Birds and and successes like King.com with Candy Crush. And, and how hugely popular those games have been without being necessarily super advanced mm-hmm. has slowly shifted the the uh, the perception of what real games are. Uh, and, and I think it definitely shows that you can entertain people and create immensely popular pr- products without them being super, super advanced graphically, right? Mm-hmm. That's the one thing. The second aspect of this would be that I do think that the limitations of what you can put on the web has been a, a, a decisive factor here. Uh, if you can, if if you have, if you have HTML5, which previously wasn't really that performant in terms of graphic, graphical graphical uh, and so forth, and you've been restricted to Flash and so forth, that has obviously been sort of been holding people's cre- creativity back. So that's one of one of the most exciting things of being part of this journey to sort of, how should I put it, unleash that creativity on the web. Because literally, if you can give the tools and the technology to that huge amount of developers that wants to be on the web, mm-hmm. uh, that, that holds huge potential. And I, and I hope that that means that we will see much more interesting, creative, viral experiences on the web that, that really sort of leverage. Uh, and, and and all that that you associate with the web. You can, I mean, uh, j- just the fact that you can put a gaming experience out on the web and then leverage all the social networks, sharing, publishing, real-time collaboration, just jump into the game and join your friend without downloading. I think that holds so much much promise uh, that I'm extremely excited to see where, where that takes us and how mu- and what the sort of the cre- creative potential of the, of the web community can do with that. Yeah, absolutely. Outside of uh, outside of developing goo, 
um, and, and helping with that. Do you have a do you, do you have any kind of background in games, whether playing them or or you know enjoying them or actually working for them, working for them, working on them? Um, like in, in your history, no, we we work for games. They are our masters. We do work. Oh God, I work for games. <laughs> Don't get me started. I I played Nintendo. Is that okay? That no. that works yeah. for me. What kind of what you play on Nintendo? I think I uh, I don't know I I programmed my first uh, I coded when I was like eight nine years old I, I had my Commodore I started off with the Commodore 128 uh, back back then had the Nintendo so forth but so I, I guess I've been in the digital space since I was a child but uh, I've been spending uh, uh, most of I'm um, I started a few personally I started a few companies before Goo and uh, been in the actually been in management consulting for several years working with with large corporations and, and helping them with their business issues so uh, but I also started a, a, a an e-commerce company back in 2003 so I have my, my I have my fair share of digital the digital world and and, and I really love that so uh, I've never been more excited in, in, in my professional career than I am right now. So really sort of working with a fantastic product, fantastic, extremely talented uh, team of people. And, 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 and the tech team is just creating magic every single day right now. So uh, uh, it, it's extremely exciting. That sounds like it. It, it. it definitely, especially from what I've seen and, and – uh... And the kind of stuff that's coming forward, uh, it, it definitely looks like it's going to be something to watch in the years going forward. Um, with, with with the web as expansive as it is already, um, to think of that as being able to uh, not only get into more people's homes, but also offer like a, a, a greater depth of experience and, and to push beyond just the kind of static image information um, paradigm that the, the, the Internet's kind of stuck in. Um, it's, it seems really exciting, and it, it must be really cool to be kind of on the forefront of that. Yeah, I, it, it really is. Um, I mean, and there, there's obviously also a sort of a, a drawback to, to, to that kind of potential when you have, you can almost say that you have limitless potential of what, what to actually do with this kind of technology, but then you have to sort of limit yourself and, and say let, let's focus on fixing this first and then we fix that and so forth so that's also part of the equation here and try to figure out what what goes first and so forth but we, we, we've been putting a lot of energy into making it uh, accessible and, and to be able to get build gaming experiences because we, we feel that that's just a a great a great way to start and and that also really sort of stretches the the boundaries of what the technology can accomplish. So if we if we are able to sort of fulfill the expectations from that from 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 the game developers and people that want to make that kind of experiences, we're we're so confident that 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 can help us in in reaching and in solving other problems too, like the next generation of interactive advertising and and then e-commerce and and pro just product visualization and so forth. So there's a lot of there's a lot of companies in the industry that are trying to figure out how to more how to make more sort of uh, uh, interactive uh, interactiveness on their web page? How do how do you visualize and uh, and, and present your products uh, on the web in a, in a more engaging way for your customers and so forth? And 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 here's where WebGL and, and and this kind of technology really comes into play. Absolutely. Okay. So, Jonathan, you got anything else? Uh, no. I think that does it for me. All right. All right, well, we're, we like to end our interviews with a little bit of a, a questionnaire, um, and it's it's a little more personally towards you, although there will be kind of a uh, 
goose-centric questions um, coming after. But because you admitted to play Nintendo, these first two are kind of going to be the real test of this uh, this final thing. Um, so, first question I always like to start off with is, um, who would your favorite video game protagonist be? Uh, uh, Good guy. Somebody you'd play with. You played Nintendo, so you know ooh. I'll give you a pass if you want to just go ahead and say Mario. Little Mac, but... Okay, Little good. Mac, okay. I was gonna I say I, I won't give you a pass for Mario. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd give you a pass. You know, Little I, Mac though. That's that's points. Excellent. Can I? Um, I'm gonna flip that coin and I'm gonna ask you who's your favorite bad guy. Uh, that that monster in that would be that monster that throws fireballs in in, in Super Mario. Or is that Bowser? is that again? So the, no, yeah, one of those dragons that one of the end and the, that that that's what I associated with uh, directly. But they're probably okay. yeah. Is it against the rules to say something with Super Mario or... No, uh, no not at all. No, no, no don't listen to the job. <laughs> um, what's, what's the most surprising thing about making games for the web? What's, what's kind of come out of the woodwork that's, uh, that's kind of throwing you back a little bit? Wow, that's, uh, that, was a, that was an interesting question. That's been the most surprising thing. We're hmm. not done yet. <laughs> yeah, they, they get worse from here. Those first two were the, the easy ones. Uh. <laughs> I, I'm going to have to pass it. Let, let's take the next one and see what, what pops up after my brain has digested that question. All right. What what game would you most like to see um, put out with Goo? What what do you, what do what would be the real reach for you guys that you think that that's not only possible but would really kind of show off what it's capable of? Uh, nothing. Uh, we we'd love to do something with like a, a big multiplayer game, like something that is really sort of really online, but that can be sort of online. Something like something like World of Tanks. We 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 love World of Tanks. It's it's really and it's extremely popular too. I mean, Wargaming has done done a fantastic job here. Yeah. We actually uh, we got finished. We talked uh, last week to the uh, World of Warplanes guys. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, it's uh yeah they're that's a great team um uh yeah that 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 yeah that's uh, that would be my answer um yeah i mean doing something, i mean they're i mean the more i mean we we love technology so doing something like that or i don't know i mean halo or something like that would be i mean very very exciting and um but I guess that also, I mean, also it's, it's about the ability to, be able to play across devices. So, so games like, I mean, more more uh, cross-platform games would also be really exciting to work with uh, something like uh, uh, something that, that that could potentially be the next sort of Angry Birds or, or Candy Crush or something like that. So, uh, that 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 is obviously extremely exciting for us as a platform provider to see if we can help build a gaming experience that gains that sort of equal amount of traction. And, and that, I don't know if it would happen, but it's just a matter of... All right. Uh, we're, okay, we're going to change the, the question you got stumped on a little bit. Um, what, what do you think the, the biggest challenge is in, or, or the, the biggest challenge that you foresee in bringing games to the web? Well, I, I, think, I, think, I think you have to think about it as a... You have to think about it as an ecosystem. I, I think that's been one of the one of the problems with 
HTML5. It's been it's, nobody has sort of stepped in and said that let's let's fix this from an ecosystem perspective. Um, and if you look at sort of if you if you look at what Apple did when they launched the iOS, they thought about it as an ecosystem day one. They said that okay, there needs to be really good developer tools. There needs to be a storefront. There needs to be a way to monetize. Uh, there needs to be great devices and forth. So they saw that and, and said, let's fix that. And I think from HTML5, there's not really been that kind of commitment from, from the industry. Mm. There's been bits and pieces, and, and, but a lot of fragmentation. But still, a lot of commitment from the industry to so, somehow make it work, but, but, but still a lot of missing pieces of the puzzle. But I think, but I think so in my, my perspective, getting tools and, and, and engines out there to, to make it efficient to do, uh, to, to work and produce digital experiences has been fundamental. Unless you have that, forget it. You, you can't expect people to, to put that t the kind of t time and effort it takes to build productions if you don't have that. But in the next step, you have to give, give those people that puts in that time and effort the, the ability to distribute and monetize and make a living out of that produ those productions. So I think I think those are the kinds of things that the ecosystem needs, and, and uh, to be honest, we're doing our best to see if we can address those those issues, uh, because our mission in this whole thing is to to make the ecosystem HTML5 ecosystem thrive, and for the people in that system to be able to create amazing productions and games and apps, and and uh, more or less make a living out of that. That's our mission. Not bad. Not a bad one. Um, without restrictions, if you could do anything else, if you could choose any other profession, what would you like to try? No, I, 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 I ask myself that every – Steve Jobs, I think he asks himself every day. I, I try to do it once in a week at least. Uh, I, 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 this, is, this is so much fun. Uh, I love what I'm I do. I, 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 I'm so proud and so impressed by the, by the team of people that I work with, so I, I wouldn't change it for, for the world. You're not, the not first like person green, like, to answer that way. That yeah. is amazing. No astronaut, <laughs> no, you know, you don't want to go to Mars. No restrictions. <laughs> no restrictions. Uh are. No, I mean it's 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 uh, it's it's super exciting. I mean, obviously there's a lot of work. I, I put in a lot of a lot of hours, a lot of I travel a lot, and and there's extremely intense and so so much things that you want to do. I probably have time to do 10% of what what I would love to do. Uh, but when you work with such a group of people and 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 and, and to be to be quite to be a bit more personal, I. For the past couple of days, when we're so close to launching and we're getting some stuff out there, and you can sort of you can start seeing sort of products being coming together, and you see videos of what people are actually doing, you get you get you get sort of you get emotional too. I uh, a couple of days ago, I, I found myself almost in tears two times before lunch, just just be able to see the kinds of things that the team put out there and the amount of passion and intensity that, that that is associated with so uh, and and uh, there's not many professions you you can <laughs> you can experience that in so I'm extremely fortunate and, and very very happy about being a part of that very cool all right well last question um, when when we're done with this world when uh, when we move on to the uh, gates of the mushroom kingdom and toad greets us uh, for the afterlife um, he's got a book 
and it's got everything you've ever done in it. Uh, when he opens it up, what would you like him to say to you? Uh, I think a lot of those chapters are definitely still still unwritten. Oh, that's for sure, for sure, man. You uh, better not. You, you do not go tomorrow. <laughs> that's that. Uh, oh, I mean, uh, it's a prediction. I, that's what I mean. The I think the whole. I think that's what we do at, at, at Goo Technologies. We, we, we have we have a, I think a, anyone that works with Goo has that sort of feeling of actually being, being a part of changing changing the, the changing the world is perhaps a, a, a worn out expression, but to, to do it to, to do a real to make a real impact and, and add some more magic to the to the digital world. And I think uh, if if I can have that on my tombstone uh, that I was a part of was actually driving that driving forward and, and changing the way we experience the web, I would be extremely proud, and I hope that my children would be proud of me, too. Very right, cool. Passed. All right. All right, uh, Marcus, thank you so much for, for joining us uh, today. really enjoyed our chat. Um, now, you said you're close to, to launching. Is that launching for developers to start using your service or is is there a game or other service in the pipeline that's that's going to be coming out soon or it's, it's the first we're launching we, we've had a an alpha community going that has a, have access to the first version of the engine so the javascript html5 webgl engine um but uh we're launching now sort of uh first of november we're launching what we call Goo Create and also the beta version of, of Goo Engine to be to be sort of publicly available. It will be ramped up ramped up approach beginning of November first, but uh, but that that means a uh, a, a great difference and and sort of a uh, it, it is fundamentally different uh, possibilities for web developers to create uh, this kind of graphics for the web. Okay. Uh, well, if you could just let our listeners know where they can go to find out more information about Goo Technologies and to, to possibly sign up for uh, the Goo Creator. Absolutely. So the website is gootechnologies.com. And uh, under you, absolutely. So gootechnologies.com is the company website. And there you can sign up for both access to Goo Engine and uh, Goo Create. Uh, and if you are fast enough to do that now, you'll be one of the first to get access. So either go to gootechnologies.com and click your way through that, or go to gooengine.com. So, sorry, gootechnologies.com and click your way through that, or to gooengine.com and uh, click uh, request invite, I think it is, and then sign up. It'll be like five seconds. Okay, awesome. Well, thanks again for joining us, and uh, wish you guys the best in conquering the world and getting your engine to everybody. <laughs> Get your glue out there, man. <laughs>